Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Linda Sunshine West. Now Linda is a book publisher and owner of Action Takers Publishing. And their mission is to empower 5 million people to share their stories and create a greater impact on the planet. And they help people become best-selling authors via solo books as well as collaboration books. Love that. Hey, Linda, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I'm excited to be here. Can't wait to hear what we go dive into. Awesome. Well, let's get cracking. So first of all, can you just expand a bit more on you know, where your company is right now and the kind of people that you serve? Yes, definitely. Thank you for asking that. You know, Action Takers Publishing, first, you know, the, kind of like the genesis of it is I wanted to be surrounded by by people who took action because I spent the vast majority of my life as a procrastinator, like a lot of people I know. And, you know, I was like in overwhelm. I know you guys talk about overwhelm a lot, but I was always in overwhelm and I was always procrastinating. This was just the way I lived my life, you know, all the way from when I was in junior high school and a paper was due, I would hang out until like after midnight and then do my paper. And, and so I realized that this procrastination was not getting me anywhere. And I wanted to be surrounded by action takers. So I said, if I name my company, Action Takers Publishing, maybe I will attract action takers and I'll become an action taker. And so that's actually how it was created. So that's exactly what's happened. And it's been an amazing shift, you know, when we can put our mindset into that place, that's like we're forward thinking, future thinking, how do I want my life to be? And that's exactly what I've created. So with Action Takers Publishing, I started about six years ago and did my very first collaborative book where I brought, you know, 20 authors together. They shared their story. And I was like, that was fun. That was so much fun. It wasn't part of my business. It was, I wanted to have fun. Mm. And so I said, I'm going to do it again. So I did it two more times. And those two books were launched um, back in 2020, 2020, and they were launched eight days apart. They both hit number one international best-selling status in under five hours. And I looked at that and I said, wow, this is awesome. Like, I love this. This is so much fun. And I hit the triad. I know what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing and I am damn good at it. And so I decided in that moment that I was going to drop everything else I was doing in business. And I was going to focus just on book publishing the next day, God sent me a sign. The sign was in the form of a woman who called and said, Hey, I'm thinking of writing two books. Will you publish them for me? And just sent them to me. And so I was like, this is what, this is it. 
And ever since then, it's been incredible, the journey, because we now have published 12 books in like a, a little over a year. And our goal for 2023 is 25 books or more. I'm open mm -hmm. to more, you know, but 25 books or more. And it's just like going like wildfire. It's been incredible. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, that's a great introduction and a beautiful sort of story of what, what's going on there. But I want to just go backwards slightly because the way you said it was the action taker's name, you weren't an action taker. So you almost created this persona or manifested, here's what I want. And it's such a declaration to call your business this. So I love the way you brought that into reality with your official. Can you brought, yes, that's what I want to be. Um, and you And you made it so. That's fantastic. Yeah, and some people actually join or, you know, have us do their publishing because of the name of the company. And like I didn't know that was going to happen, but that it's just the power, the power of what we name something. And we either attract people or we repel them from us. And so I was, you know, hoping it would do what it did and it did do what it did and it's continuing to do what it did and it's going to continue to do what it does. Like this is, this is the, our forward movement. Love that. And I think it's the authentic nature of this that to start with, it was just, it was a name for you. It was for you first. And then by association, the next level, the clients, the, your prospects, um, their clients and prospects, all this, the, the ripple effects. Um, you talk about names, obviously, unforget yourself. It's a name that we yeah. love and was, I believe it was downloaded to us. It came in a blast of inspiration. And yeah. A lot of people love it. Some don't quite understand it, and that's okay. But as you said, they're not the right <laughs> people, but those people that are attracted by the name, it's got such a pull. So I, I completely understand your aspect there. I love that. Well, I love the name. When I saw Unforget Yourself, I was like, these are my people. This is, this is, and, and that's what, that's the, again, the power, the power of having a name that resonates with people. And like I said, mm. some repels. And so when you have something like that, you know, there are going to be some people that like, well, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, it's not for me. And that's good because we did the, they did the job just by looking at our title, right? We get to either attract them to us or not. And so that's sometimes the title is the heavy lifting. Nice. Well, let's talk about heavy lifting for, for your clients. So when these authors come to you, what, what's maybe the, the, the biggest you know, objection or challenge or belief that they have that are, oh, you need to continue to overcome so that they can do what they want to do. This is huge, you know, and I'll just share with just briefly in 2015, I was 51 years old. I woke up January 1st and I said, I have so many fears that are stopping me from living my life. I'm going to break through a fear every day this year. That was exactly how it happened. And through breaking through a fear every single day, it really helped me to see different aspects of people and like what's stopping them, what's blocking them. I know you guys talk about this a lot, right? It's about, you know, breaking through and, you know, going to the other side and, you know, living the life we truly want to live. What I found with authors, though, it was cool because I'm able to tap into all those fears that I broke through that I had. And with our authors, what I find is that the vast majority of them, they might write their story and they're like, I don't know that I could put it out there. I'm too scared. Like people may judge me. Hmm. Judgment. The fear of judgment is the number one fear for the vast majority of the yeah. planet. So it's awesome because I worked on the fear of judgment specifically the last six months of 2015, because I realized that was my greatest fear. 
So now my focus was on breaking through that fear of judgment. So I know how to talk to them to help them to see the value of sharing their story. You know, our stories make a greater impact. It's through our stories that our relation points in our stories that create the relationships in our lives. We have the ability to impact people through sharing our stories. And so that really is the greatest challenge for them is like, what are people going to say? What is my family going to say? I'm like, well, just don't tell your family, you know, if it's that much of a problem, you know, and, and just getting their story out there and hitting that button that says, upload my story. Mm. That's the greatest challenge for most people. Nice. And let's talk about the other side of that. So you've gone through so many fears because you've actually said, I'm going to just experience it and feel it and move through it. But when one of your clients presses that, yeah, upload my story button on the other side, it's like my, my sort of example here is that there's no parade. There's no like, where's the fireworks? Where's this? It's, it's all anticlimactic, but still it's a massive thing. So you didn't die. Nothing went wrong. Um, cool. What else is possible? Is, is that yeah. where your, your, your clients are at? Or is there something else I'm, I'm kind of missing here? Yeah, there's, they get to that point where they have that, they still are hesitating and hitting that button, you know, like to, yeah. to upload and stuff, but they have that, they're now empowered. This is what I love. Like one of the sayings mm-hmm. that I came up, I came up with over 750 quotes during that one year of breaking through fears. And some of them really stand out to me, but one of them is to do it because you're scared, not in spite of the fear but do it because you're scared. Because one thing I realized is 99% of the time, every fear I had after I broke through that fear, I was either proud of myself. I was so glad I did it. I was elated Mm. that I did it. A door was open that wouldn't have been open previously, Mm -hmm. or I met some people that really helped me or the result that I got was really, really amazing. And so I said, shoot, why would I deprive myself of all that goodness Why am I letting fear stop me from experiencing all that goodness? So I started saying, do it because you're scared, Linda, because I do speak to myself in the third person. And um, it was interesting because I started sharing this with my clients and they're like, you're right. There's something stopping me and I I need to just do this. I need to go on. So the fanfare, so to speak, the, the confetti being thrown is really in the glory of just hitting that button saying, I did it. I did it. I did it. Nice. You know, and it's it's such a beautiful, beautiful experience when we can do that. Awesome. And so you said over the last you know, couple of years, your business has grown and you've, you know, you've really seen the shifts here. Um, what, what size is your business right now? And what kind of challenge from a business owner's perspective, what kind of challenges did you, did you come up against that you maybe you didn't see coming or you just weren't aware of when you first started? Oh my gosh too many to mention today, but I will focus on the one, the main one that took me over seven years to work through seven years. Well, plus my previous 51 years. Okay. So 58 years to work through. And that was money. Oh my gosh. The money issues that I had from growing up, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, we can't afford that. You know, you'll, you'll never be able to do that. You know, um, you know, that's a dream. You know, keep mm. it on the shelf because you'll never ach- all these different things that were said to me starting in my young ages, you know, I carry those with me through all those decades. And so when it came time for business at the beginning of my business, 
I was too scared to ask. And then I realized it was because I was a people pleaser. And if I ask for somebody for, if I ask for a sale or I invite somebody to work with me, whatever language we're using, if I had anything to do with money and they said, no, I equated that to the fact that I didn't think that they would like me or they didn't love me. And this was something that started way back with my dad. When my dad would say no to something, I thought he didn't love me. And so this, all, all of this stuff I carried around with me. So the money fear was the biggest. And like I said, I worked on it a lot, Hmm. hard, hard work for seven years. I even had coaches. I had money coaches, business coaches. I've had coaches. I've had so many coaches that have helped me tremendously, Nice. but I had to do all the work, all the internal work to make it happen. So now money doesn't scare me. We have one of our books. I'll just share this quickly. One of our books that we're working on right now. That's going to be a Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling book. And so with that book alone, I'm charging $17,000 to write one chapter. And it doesn't scare me to say that number. This is where the growth has been. It's it's through the breaking through that fear of what are people going to think when I say that number and, and just being able to say it without any, um, like I have full confidence, full confidence in it. And that was where I needed to get to in order to start to move into that place of success in our business. I love that. Can you go through a couple of sort of micro steps for me? Because it's all good and well saying you had this massive block, which we all to a certain level have this, the the money scarcity from everything around us, our family, as we grew up, whatever it might be, all experiences um, to now you're able to invest what you need to when you need to. But what were those micro decisions where you first started to either dabble or do this or finally believe? Uh, how did that change your business? Yeah, well, the, at the at genesis of the whole thing, I had been in the corporate world for 36 years and I had 49 jobs in that 36 years. One day when I was driving to work, stuck in traffic, like I had been for 36 years, I uh, was like, why am I here? Why am I on this planet? I have no value. I have no purpose. There's no reason for me to be here. I don't get it. Like I was just so filled with anger and hate that I had been filled with for 50 and 51 years of anger Mm. and hate. And so I asked this question, like, why am I here? Well, when I got to work that day, there was a Facebook post from a life coach said, I'm a life coach. I took time off. I'm getting back into it. And I'm looking for five women who want to change their lives. And I raised my hand. I had no idea who she was. I didn't know what a life coach was, but I raised my hand and I did that first. I'm going to invest in myself. And I got to share with you what was so fascinating about it. I worked with her for five months. It was great work. And it just started to unlock what was inside of me. Mm. What I, one of the greatest things I learned in that five months, I learned a lot, but one of the greatest things I learned was that I didn't know that I was in the darkness until I was in the light. She brought me into the light that I could see who I truly am, step into that authenticity, step into that vulnerability and start to show up. So the mindset was what was really needed to be shifted for me. The money mindset aspect of it was, I remember the first time, like I had, a, I ran a women's mastermind and I was like, on paper, they tell you, do all these things. I want you to write down how much you're going to charge and all you know, so you can be already. And when you're on that call, you're ready. Well, I got on the call and instead of charging 500, like I wrote down, I would say it's $50 for a month. 
So I had such tremendous like value issues of myself. I didn't value myself. And now I do. And yes, it it took a long time to get there. But really, I was telling you this earlier before we got started is, you know, I spend my life, I spend my life now surrounded by positive and uplifting people who are making a positive impact on the planet, because that's what helps me to move into positive, uplifting person, you know? And so it's a lot of work that I've had to do on myself personally to get there, but I hired a lot of people to help me, a lot of coaches because they saw the blocks that I didn't see. They saw in me what I didn't know was there. They're the ones that encouraged me, uplifted me to get mm-hmm. into that place. That coaching was you know, just so, so valuable for me. And I still have coaches. I have two coaches right now. I always have coaches because I believe in them strongly. Nice. So you've gone on such a journey here. So your current coaches, what do you work on right now? What areas do you are you really focusing on? What I'm really focusing on now, because this is the, I'm, I'm finally at that place of being able to focus, first of all. So I spent seven years trying to focus on something, you know, how am I going to generate revenue? So what I'm really, really focusing on this year is our core values, is mm. making sure like we actually, my, my team, we sat down the other day and we created our core values because I want to make sure that everything we do in our business, does that fit our core values? And if it doesn't, we're not doing it. In the past, my people pleaser would step in and say, mm. oh, we'll do this one thing. And this mm. one thing led to another. And, and I, next thing I knew, I was doing everything for everybody else and nothing for myself. So really, you know, tapping into those core values, that is my mm. primary focus for this year. I love that. I mean, we, we've done the same exercise, the same realization of this is who we are. This is what we stand for. Here is what I'm forgetting yourself, what Mark and Katie, what our team are all about. And that is, it's, it's freeing. It's also guide you so well. It's like, Oh, of course I can't do that. Or I shouldn't do that. Or I can't say yes to that. It naturally sort of just like, like bumpers on a a bowling alley. It just keeps you going down the right lane because you know, it, it is tough and it is hard to, to not think, Oh, I can just, or maybe that'll be okay. No, no to hold your head high with these are the values and there is no negotiation. I love that. It's so empowering. It really is because when you know what your core values are and you're confident in them, it's a lot easier to say no, right? And until, until I really understood what the core values were, it took, again, it took eight years to get to that point to come up with them. But until I really understood what they were like, what do I really stand by? What, what is it that I want to be known for? Because this is how I feel. This is a very important to me is that I said yes to so many things and so many people just the other day, somebody reached out to me. I want to collaborate with you is what they said. And I'm like thinking in my mind, why this person wants to collaborate me because there's some way they see that I can help them, Mm. but does it fit with my core values? And so that's something I need to discover. Does it fit with my core values? And if not, that's awesome. You want to collaborate with me and I'm flattered and honored, but it doesn't fit with my values. Therefore, I'm not going to be able to do that. But if I run across somebody who would be a great fit for you, I will connect you because I'm also a connector as well. So yeah, that, that I can always go back to, I'm sorry, that's not in our core values. Nice. And that's, um, alignment I think is key. I mean, step one alignment with yourself rather than that inner, 
you know, the monologue, the contradictions. I want this, but I'm going to do this. Um, all these things within ourselves. So first of all, alignment with ourselves, then with the business and where we're going, how we interact with other people, the alignment with our, our perfect clients and those that we shouldn't work with and the things that we want to be doing. So, and I think that's exactly what you're saying, which is perfect in all aspects. You need to be aligned of all these different relationships throughout your business. But I want to just circle back onto the, the, the core values. As you went through these, as you started to put these together, was it for you just really easy? They just flowed and it's like, yeah, of course, it's this, 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 bosh, done. Or was it more, oh, no, that's that's not mine. I thought it was. It's not actually, doesn't belong to me. And we'll put that aside. But it was sneaky and it just kind of snuck in. What was your experience like? Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Uh, what we did is we uh, sat down, the you know the vice president of Action Takers and I, we both sat down and I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Because we we had a list of like, go to the Google core values, right? It's like Google and we have this list and we're both working off the same list. And so I said, here's what we're going to do. I want you to write down your personal core values and I'll write down my personal ones. Then we're going to write down our business core values. And we're going to see, is there any intersection there between um, our person, like my personal and business, her personal and business. And if so, do any of those intersect with each other, with us, like between the two of us. So that was one way that we, uh, we made it easy for us to come up with some of the values, but then we had this long list of core values that she has and that I have. And then I, I just went through and I said, does this, is this something that really we need to focus on? Do we need to focus on this or that, or this and that? If yes, this is at the top of the rung, then it goes up there no matter what. This is a mm. non-negotiable. We ended up with, I think it's eight. Yeah, eight core values. So I wanted to keep the numbers small, but kind of large, you know, so that we could really focus on those in particular, those eight core values. And so honing it down, it took us about two hours, which I think is probably pretty quick. Like it felt good for me. Mm. And um, I'm just glad we did it. You know, that that two hours, I believe, is really well spent. I love that. I think it's I think it's fascinating hearing how you've you've come up with that and what you did. Um, and this 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 is the work. This is some of the work that is is tough to do when you're starting a business or growing a business. It's too easy to just keep plowing forward, keep doing what you want to bring in new clients and build, rather than look at the foundational points. Which sometimes you have to go backwards to then lay that real foundation to move forwards. I think it's so important. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, oh my gosh, I, um, you know, and there's a cartoon character out there. Uh, he's the Tasmanian devil, and he uh -huh. just spins around, spins around, like out of control. You know, that overwhelmed, right? Out of control, and then he stops. He looks around, and then he spins again. That was me. That's like how I lived my life. That was how I ran my business, and I never took time to stop and look back to see, like, how am I doing? Let me check a have a barometer check here. And I, I, again, I realized that a lot of that was fear. I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see where I was messing up. I didn't want to see what mm. I needed to change because I just wanted to keep moving forward. And moving forward doesn't mean progress. That's a good one. I just realized like that's a good one. That's a quote I need to write out. Moving forward doesn't always mean progress because just because we feel like we're moving forward and making progress doesn't mean we actually are. Mm. And that was what I, I had to look at. My mom had this saying that she used to say all the time and it drove me nuts. And that was Linda, you must slow down to speed up. And now here I am <laughs> like, 
I need to slow down to speed up. All those years I heard that from my mom and I was like, I don't need to slow yeah, down. Whatever, mom. Ugh. Exactly. <laughs> she was so right. And I got to tell you now, I uh, weekly, I do a check-in. Weekly, I go through my list of things to do. I see, does this still serve us? Does this not? And I, I just go through and, and take a barometer check every week now. And it's part of my business model. You know, like I mm. created that. So Thank you, mom, for that blessing. She's no longer here. So God rest your soul. But, you know, thank you for that blessing of pounding that into my head for so many years. I'm finally listening to you. But I want to get back to a few seconds ago, what you said and just highlight something. Does it serve me? Does it serve me? Now, there's a question to, in the moment, to pause. And does this serve me? Whether it's a relationship, whether it's um, a bit of technology, clothes, of core value, a client, everything. Does it serve me or am I serving it? If you can start to find that, um, the sort of frequency, the, the, the flavor of that, I think that's such a revealing question that you you used, but I want to highlight that and say, guys, everyone at home, sit with this question. Does it serve me? Because that could point you in the direction of, oh, I get it now. I see that. It's huge. I love what you said about um, like clothing, even like just mentioning that too, is, you know, I grapple with, this is one thing I grapple with frequently as far as clothing. You know, I was always a tomboy. Um, I played football instead of tag. We played, mm. I played tackle football, you know, I'm a girl. Right. And, um, and, and so I was always the one climbing the trees and, you know, playing with all the boys, like the boy, I had a lot of males who were my friends growing up and, and into my older years as well. And so when I show up, like for me, I'm very comfortable in jeans and, you know, tennis shoes, a t-shirt and, mm. you know, not worrying about my hair, makeup and all that stuff that the, the most ladies, you know, kind of worry about because a worry is just a form of fear. And so I don't worry anymore. So I was, I had this amazing opportunity to interview the president of Mexico, the country, Vicente Fox in his presidential suite. This opportunity showed itself to me. I like to say, see the opportunity, then seize the opportunity. Mm. And I seized that opportunity. So when I showed up, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about what he thinks of me. I'm going to show up as me. So I showed up with jeans, tennis shoes, a cutoff shirt, purple in my hair. And I interviewed him. And I didn't feel any sense of judgment from him at all. And it was amazing because I was showing up in my element as me, as who I was feeling at that moment. Like today I'm wearing a blouse. I don't normally wear blouses, but some days I put on a blouse, but it's not because of what I fear about anybody else. It's because that's how I'm feeling that day. Mm. And so some days I'll be wearing makeup. Some days I won't. Some days I would be wearing a hat. Some days I won't, but I'm showing up as who I feel like in that day, in that moment. And I think it's really important for us to really focus on that. Who are you? Who do you want to show up on as? And we will attract to us, as we mentioned earlier, repellent marketing and attraction marketing is we will attract to us and repel from us those people who aren't interested in the way we look, the way we dress, the way we speak, the way our marketing is, what our message is. They will decide if they want to work with us or not based on yeah. who we are showing up as. That's fantastic. Beautiful way of putting it. Uh, we interviewed um, a fantastic confidence coach, Casey Sullivan, who is an expert with um, clothing as as how to represent yourself. And we discussed a length about you know, how clothing is your can be your armor, um, but it's how to actually 
you know, move past that. So it can be your armor, but it can't mask the beliefs, the challenges, the fears that you have. Else only goes so far. So what you've described there is the, yeah, you probably have your, what you wear when you want to feel a certain way, but to be able to tap into that feeling and who you are regardless. Now there's a next level that it takes some time to get there. But once you do, just think of the possibilities. It's beautiful. Well put. Thank you. Yeah, they're endless. They are endless. You know, I interview, I've interviewed stars on the red carpet at the Academy Awards um, after party. And, and for that, yes, I dress up, you know, but I wear tennis shoes under my dress because I'm more comfortable. Like, you know, so it's for me, it's about comfort first. Comfort is always first, you know? Mm. And, and so it is interesting. You know, we, we show up and if I show up dressed for other people, I'm not comfortable. And it can be sensed, you know, when we're not comfortable, it is sensed by other. So I would rather dress for comfort and then, you know, have people attracted to me based on who I am, not what I'm wearing. Yeah. Beautiful. Linda, look, this has been a fascinating conversation. I've loved your story and thank you for sharing so many nuggets um, throughout. It's been so much fun. If people want to find out more about you and get to know you and your company, where can they find you? Well, they can find us at actiontakerspublishing.com. That's actiontakerspublishing.com. And that's where everything is, you know, links to our social media. I'm Linda Sunshine, L-Y-N-D-A, Linda Sunshine West everywhere as well. And just so you know, Sunshine's not my given name. That name was given to me after I started my personal development journey when people started randomly calling me it out of the blue. And so it's uh, it's interesting what can happen in our lives when we start showing up as ourselves. And you know, my whole life has shifted because of that. Beautiful. Well, thanks again. Um, I've I've loved chatting with you. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Mark and Katie. Katie, shout out to Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.